Netcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. Bandwidth for iOS today is provided by Cashfly at C A C H E F L Y dot com. Why do you need Google Home or the Amazon Echo when you have Siri? And we'll go in search of fortune with a new Uncharted. And I have a puzzle game that will either challenge you or drive you insane. I love it! It's time for iOS Today. iOS Today is brought to you by Ratchio. Take control of your watering with the Ratchio Smart Sprinkler Controller. It's Wi-Fi enabled to allow instant access with a mobile app and has automatic watering schedules based on the latest weather forecasts to save water and money. Go to Ratchio.com slash twit to learn more. And by Automatic, the connected car company that improves your driving and integrates your car into your digital life. For more information, visit Automatic.com slash twit and enter the code TWIT to get 20% off your purchase. And by Texture, the mobile app that lets you access the world's most popular magazines anytime, anywhere, using your phone or tablet. For your free trial, visit Texture.com slash iOS. iOS Today, where we cover all the iOS stuff. Mm-hmm. Apple Watch, iPhone, iPad, Apple TV. It's all in there, baby, mm-hmm. and there's a lot to say today. By the way, all of them got uh, updates last week. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should wait for the iPad update. I Did you get bricked? I, no, I didn't. Me neither. Because I saw that, and I, you know, I just threw caution to the wind, and I said, yeah. I'm going to update, and it was fine. Good. So we'll have more on that in our, our news segment. But today we're going to talk about assistance. Yes. Uh, Google I.O. was last week, so they had a billion different announcements, but one was this magical gadget called Google Home. It's like the Amazon Echo, a device that goes into your house, and then you can ask it all the questions you want to ask. And there was, I was like, oh, I need that, even though I have the Echo, which I love. Uh, But then I thought, well, we already have Siri. Well, why do we, as iOS device addicts, need another device? I think what Google really did was, uh, you know, I think a lot of people looked at what Google announced all across the board, a new messaging program, a FaceTime clone, a new Echo clone, and said, oh, it's just Me Too stuff that, you know, just like the Android Wear watch, it's just stuff copying other people. But I think it was more than that. I think Google was doubling down on the new form of search that really they're the leaders of. You know, they talked about the old... Google search, which is the 10 blue links. You know, you enter a search term, you get 10 links, and you click it, and you go there. And, of course, nobody's searched like that in years. Mm -hmm. Uh, Google's search page has long, you know, had much more information with images and carousels and videos. But voice search is really qualitatively a different experience. And Google has been working on this at least as long as Apple has with Siri. And their artificial intelligence, they call it machine learning. I think they don't want to use the AI word. But the artificial intelligence that they've got is really potentially uh, a game changer. And so I think they're really saying to Amazon and Apple and Microsoft with Cortana, yeah, you have your voice assistance, but we have artificial intelligence. We have more smarts. We know more about what's going on in the world around us. We know more about what our users want because as Apple would say, we're more willing to violate their privacy. Uh, and so Google's really saying, we think this is the future of search. And I'm not sure I would disagree. I think the future of search is voice. 
I think so too. I think uh, they said twenty percent right now. So is is twenty percent of Google searches are voice searches? That's actually a bigger number than I would have expected. Yeah, that, that that's what yeah. they said. So it's interesting. Uh, and you think anyone who is uh, visually impaired, this voice search is great for them. I mean, as we're moving around, I think we're less. You know, we're mobile. So right. I think that is great. Um, and I th- I'll tell you, I think the big change is this: the Amazon Echo, because. Pressing a button or talking to your phone, and in both cases now, Apple and Android, you can say, hey, Siri, or you can say, okay, Google, I'll say it quietly. So we're going to set, I, I think we should just give up on that. We're going we're we're gonna gonna to set, set off, off your devices. devices we're going to set off all so, your devices today. If you're listening on uh, an Echo or you're listening on your iPhone, get ready. Um, but I think that the reason Echo was important to this is because for the first time, we didn't have to have a device. We didn't have to hold it. We didn't have to press a button. We just talked to our house. Uh-huh. And it would respond. And that, I think, is a revolution. And I think you and I have both experienced this and are, are kind of, we're, we, we've been sold, mm-hmm. right? I think a lot of people, of course, Echo is not a you know, massive success. It's a success for Amazon, but there's only a few million Echoes, I'm sure, out there. But I think the people who use it understand this is what is qualitatively different. The idea that you're just sitting there and you shout out, hey, who's the president of the United States? And it answers you mm-hmm. is really interesting. Yeah, and I did a lot of thinking this weekend about what is the difference between the device and this device. Yeah. And there's some things that just the way, the habits that we have and the way we use technology that are really different. That is always in the same place. It's always there. This is anywhere. It might be in my pocket. Yeah. It might be in the other room. Uh, it might be in the car. It might be anywhere. And so I thought, well, could we just... Uh, put an iPad. Like, let's say we have an iPad that has yeah. Hey Siri, and, you know, I think it has to be a relatively new iPad if you want to have it unplugged, but you could have it plugged in and have one sitting that you You'd have attached want it to speakers. In, especially if you're leaving it in one spot. Yeah, so, what's the difference between those two things? And I think. Um, there I'll tell was... you, there's a big difference, technical difference. Go ahead, tell us well, the sociological I mean, in, difference. So, yeah, in, in terms of the habits, there's only one way to get information out of that. You don't have a backup. You can only yeah. ask, and you have to keep asking yep. until she gives you the answer or you give or, up. Or you give up. Right, but you, you can't, with an iPad, if you don't get it right, you'll just you'll revert to your old habits. Mm-hmm. You'll go back to the screen. Um, and that's another thing I like about the device, especially if you have it by your family dinner table, you're, not a, you're no longer using a screen, right. you know, which is, there's too many screens in our life. I like a device that doesn't have a screen. That's no screen. Mm-hmm. And you haven't reached peak echo yet. Peak echo is when you have one in every room. Then suddenly it is it has no location. And that's the biggest technical difference on the Echo that uh, is going to be a challenge for these handheld devices. This has an array mic that is designed to pick your voice up and understand you almost anywhere mm-hmm. in the vicinity. So you put this in a room and it can hear you anywhere in that room. You put one in each room. We have now like three or four of these. And so you don't even have to think about, well, am I near my uh, Echo? I just talk to it. Right. And that really Sorry. changed. Thanks for telling me. <laughs> <laughs> that really changes things. Now, one thing I did with this is I made the keyword. You have three choices of keywords. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is going to be critical going forward as this ecosystem starts to get very busy with lots of listening devices. You're, I think you have to be able to tell it what how, how to respond. I This one is Echo. The default is Alexa. 
and then you can also say Amazon. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, even even within the same home, you might want to use different names. Right, otherwise to, you set them off, and they're not synchronized. That's what Google Home has, uh, the one up on the Echo. Did it they say they were going to be synchronized? Yes, they'll work. If you have more than one in different rooms, they're going to be synchronized, which, I mean, you know, we haven't seen it in action. No one's touched this device at all. Right. Not even if you went to Google I.O., you didn't get to play around with it or anything. But that's what they say. Interesting. So, yeah, I mean, I have I have the Dot in my bedroom, which is hooked up Me to too. speakers. Me Nice speakers, because right. I want to hear good music. And that has a different wake word. And I find that even hard to Yeah, get I don't do to. that. Yeah. Like the different... Yeah, I have words. the same wake word throughout the house. And occasionally, I will say something to the kitchen uh, echo, and the gym echo will respond. But what I've learned is that, you know, you can talking to you <laughs> and you can lean over you can lower your voice and so occasionally they'll both like if i set a timer both of them will go off but i don't mind that so much the only negative is i have to then go in the gym and say echo stop mm -hmm. uh, but i like having all the same word but this is these are all things we're going to have to deal with right, right? Mm -hmm. you don't want to have to say hey gym echo hey kitchen echo uh, or hey kitchen siri or gym siri i i i, I but i do think it's going to be critical that I'll tell you the truth. I'm probably not going to abandon the Echo. I'm going to have the Google Home sitting right next to it mm -hmm. because the Echo is, is connected to my Amazon account. I doubt the Google will. It's connected to my Audible account. I doubt the Google will. So there will be things that one can do that the other can't do. I see a day, a day, a day someday in the future where we have many devices listening to us in our homes. My Xbox One is listening my uh, uh, my um, Android devices are listening, and they wake up if I say the the wake phrase. Mm -hmm. uh, my iPads are listening, so I have lots of things listening to me. Um, are you worried about privacy? I, I've actually talked to a couple of people now who say I don't use the Echo because I'm afraid of it. I I don't know. That's something we've certainly talked about a lot in the last week. Will that uh, be? Um, for me, no. I mean, I feel like I use Gmail. I use Google Docs. I have I have so many Google products. I've sort of given up in terms of privacy, and I've given my you know I already have the Echo. So so no. But I mean we we did our job by virtue of our jobs. We're giving away a lot more personal information than the average per yeah. person. So but for the average person, yeah, I think that will. For some people, they don't want Google listening all the time in their house. Uh, I've certainly heard other people not wanting Amazon listening. You know I. <sighs> I'm sympathetic to people who worry about privacy. I certainly understand that. And the good news is you don't have to have devices in your house with microphones. Many of the devices you have already do have microphones. And if you're worried about, let's say, uh, a law enforcement agency sending a national security letter to Amazon saying, turn on Leo's Echo, which they could certainly do, and nobody's saying whether that's happened or not. The FBI refused to comment. Um, there's nothing to stop them from doing the same with my Android device. Uh, or my iPhone, or my tablets, or my Xbox One, or my Samsung TV, which also has a microphone on it. Mm -hmm. So I guess you'd have to get everything that had a microphone uh, off it. And then you'd probably want to get off the Internet, too. And, uh, you know, I feel like we have given up on privacy. It's I think for expediency, most people are just going to say, well, I would like privacy, but I give up. Mm -hmm. it's, I can't get it. It's too hard. And there's some benefit 
to having these devices, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what, you know, uh, Ian Thompson and I talked to him, and I think you also talked about uh, Allo, their new uh, assistant. That's what it's called. Yeah, Allo. Yeah. Uh, and we talked about how it doesn't have end-to-end -end encryption turned on, and I got tons of emails from people saying, like, I wouldn't want it turned on, then it doesn't work. Right. It doesn't It doesn't have the information. It doesn't offer the information that I need. It doesn't help me in the uh, way that Allo I is going to be very interesting. The same thing, because Allo is a messaging product, just like Apple's messages, but it's uh, got and it has the messaging with the text, but it's got a lot of speech built into it, and it is, I think, the exact right thing, the right way to handle the bot situation. Because you, you and I both tried bots on Facebook Messenger, and they're annoying. They kind of they're creepy. They're stalking you. They won't shut up. Um, the way Allo seems like it will work, and we'll find out, I guess, in a few months or sometime, uh, is that it it. You are always dealing with the same bot. That same intelligence is in the Google Home that's in your Android device, that's on your iPhone, that Google machine learning. And that will then intermediate for you on your behalf with other bots. So if you wanted to order flowers, you're going to ask Google to do that. And Google will be the bot that then talks to the other bots. And I kind of like that. Keep the bots at distance. It's a meta bot. That's an interesting uh, way of doing it. Uh, I do agree, though, that what Google should have done with Allo, and who knows, they may end up doing this. It shouldn't, encryption shouldn't be on by default. It has built in the same strong encryption from Whisper Systems, the Signal encryption that's in Signal Messenger, that's in uh, WhatsApp. Uh, Steve Gibson uh, has looked at it and says, this is it. It's the right way to do it. It's got OTR, all the features you want. It's, you know, thumbs up. Um, but it's, you have to say, I want to go into incognito mode now. What I would love to see Google do is put a switch on Allo that says permanently go into incognito mode. It doesn't have to be on. But, and then when you tap that switch, say, you know what, I want permanent incognito mode, it, will, it can say, okay, fine, you're going to be safe, you're going to be secure, you're going to be encrypted, we can't read your messages, only you and your recipient can. But understand, neither can our, our Google machine learning so don't expect it to respond to anything you say there and don't expect it to learn from your behaviors. And I think a lot of people who would check that box say, yeah, that's exactly what I want. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised after the back and forth that has gone on over this if that, if that middle ground, Google didn't take that middle ground. It's not on by default, but there's a box that you can keep it on all the time. Right now you have to pick each conversation one by one. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, the idea... The, what privacy advocates are saying is, is, is the tyranny of the default. You're going to use whatever the default is. So most people won't get the benefits of privacy, even though it's built into the software, because they're not going to choose the uh, alternative. Mm -hmm. So let's get to, to Siri. Um, I think one of the biggest limits to Siri is uh, she doesn't work. <laughs> like, you know, she works She works maybe even 95% of the time is not enough, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, you'll, if it doesn't work the first couple of times, you're just going to stop using it. I've said this for years about Dragon Dictate and other text-to-speech solutions. They're really good. I mean, they've been very good for years. They're like 99% accurate. Mm -hmm. But if every 100th utterance you have to hand correct it, right. it's not good enough. Right. So, like, here's a limitation. I'll say... Um, Send a text message I'm not to. Sure oh, what you said. okay, there. <laughs> Send a message to my husband that says I love him. Aww. I don't see husband in your contact. <laughs> what is your husband's first and last name? Okay, first of all, I set this up, and it Marco Maroni. This is good though because you have two phone numbers for contacts. Name that's, that's what's Maroney. good about this Which because. Would you like to use Marco.Maroni at... Uh, um, 
But that's good because this is one of the features of iOS that I love is that you can designate people as husband, father, mother, brother. And that way you could say, send to my husband. Right. So So uh, now you've done that. I, but, so you had done it before, but apparently it didn't stick. I, I did it before and I said, tell him I love him. Yeah. And then it sent a text message that said, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> Which is okay. worse than useless. Like, no, I lo- he got I guess a, the my wrong. Husband got a text by the way, that guy we were talking about last night. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> that so, could be damaging. It let could. me see. Wait a minute. Let me try so this. Not smart. Tell mom I love her. <laughs> oh, same thing. What's your mother's name? Is mom. <laughs> Mary Laporte. Now it wants to say, <laughs> send a message saying, name is mom. So everybody had this situation, like in space. And you only I mean, do that a couple of times before you go, oh, screw it. Yeah, it's not even funny anymore, right? Like, and so that, uh, so, you know, I, I really asked a lot of people and on uh, Twitter uh, this weekend, like, do you use Siri? Do you use it regularly in your house? Like, how is it helpful? And I did get some answers from people that... Um, so for a lot of people use it regularly, or they say they use it regularly for very specific things, but specific things that you might also use your Amazon Echo for. Like a lot of people use it for cooking times, right. which is the big seller for, you know, it's in the kitchen and you just say, you know, hey, Siri, set a timer for 25 minutes for me. Uh, there's CJ Blackburn says that. Uh, perfect for it. Great. So like you can And have... I use the Echo that way all the time. So look, maybe we should do a test. Is yeah. the Echo on? Yeah. Like uh, calories. Okay. Echo. How many calories are in a hamburger? Burger has 295 calories per 100 grams, 83 calories per ounce. Okay, no, that try, was useful. Try Siri. Or, uh, you try OK. OK, Google. How many calories in a hamburger? There are 204 calories in 100 grams of frozen beef patties. Similar. Hmm. Hey, Siri. How many calories are in a hamburger? Checking my sources. The answer is about dietary calories. There seems to be a diverse opinion about how many calories, but she didn't say per hundred grams. No. So more specific. Or he. Both your both series responded. Your female and your male. <laughs> both my yeah. my boy yeah. and my girl. My boy series. and your girl. Series. This is my uh, actually my thought on this is that in the earliest days of computing, you had to modify your behavior to use the program. In other words, a lot of the learning involved was you learning what to do. This is true also of computer programming. And as computer programming became more advanced, it, it got better at understanding your intent. And I think we're really in the early days of speech where a lot of what's going on is you have to learn what the syntax is, how to do it. And this is where I think Google is going to have, doesn't yet have, but is going to have a massive advantage. That's where AI or machine learning gets good because, and Google even mentioned this, it, it's called natural language processing. Listening to people speak normally and understanding what they meant. Mm-hmm. And right now, we're still at the stage with all three of these devices where you have to know what the syntax is. It, the Echo's the worst for this because you have to, if it learns a skill, you have to say it exactly as the skill expects. And the way they've written the software means it's not going to do a very good job of it. Um, it's going to respond because I think it heard me say its name. Anyway, uh, <laughs> this is another thing. I'm echo shy. Um, 
So I think that that's where we are, and that's only because it's early days. What now? She is listening. What we <laughs> what we're going to learn is. Uh, natural language processing where it can kind of get better and better at just understanding us. We won't have to speak clearly. We can speak more normally. We won't have to phrase it exactly. So for your example, uh, for, it was perfect because it transcribed. When you said, tell my husband I love him, it was very literal like a computer would be. Okay, it's her husband. It figured that out. Tell means, okay, text message. And then it put in quotes, I love him. Now, if it were natural language programming, it might understand a little better the context. I love him. Oh, him must refer to Marco. So let's make it you. That is a sophisticated thing to do, and we're not really at those that stage yet. And maybe we don't want to be, right? I mean, that, that gets a little creepy when it knows, you know, there's a line. There's like the uncanny AI yeah. valley. Yeah. That, but No, I think you're exactly right. It might be better if we learn, if we get trained to say, mm -hmm. oh, you're just going to do it exactly. So right. don't say I love him. Say I love you. Um, you I, you know, because that was my instinct was, oh, well, she shouldn't have said that. Because I've been trained, right, right, in how to do this. Yeah. There are certain t things that people do because they have to. I mean, you know, sometimes if it's too hard, we reject it. But if you're in the car and you can't type because you're driving... Speech becomes very, very important. Mm -hmm. and so it's the things that we do in the car, I think, that a lot... And the kitchen's another example. Your hands have flour all over mm -hmm. them. You want to set a timer. That's... It, it sounds dumb. I think that's the number one reason people love the Echo is kitchen timers alone. That mm -hmm. may be playing a couple of songs or listening to their audiobook. We're not asking much. And because we're not asking much, we can understand the syntax and we can do it. I mean, there, there are... It could do much more complicated things. So, for instance, I could say, Echo, let's play Jeopardy. Sorry, something went wrong. <laughs> Echo, let's play Jeopardy. So, this is Jeopardy J6. So this let's is a skill, started. and you turn on the skill, and then it will know that skill, and then I know the syntax. The first category is keywords. Keywords. Let's see if we can. This do. type of key with a circular bottom is also 1980s slang for like very cool. Again, no. the category key. is key. keywords. Very this cool. type of key with a circular bottom is also 1980s slang for, like, very cool. Valve says tubular. What is tubular? That's correct. The next category is... <laughs> Thank you, chat room. <laughs> Name the spin-off source. Okay, one more, because it is kind of fun. Oh. What's the source of the Jeffersons? Uh, what is all in the family? That is incorrect. The correct response was, what is all in the family? <laughs> Echo. The Echo. Is, Stop. The Pulitzer Prize for Fiction. <laughs> yes. This 1984 winner is William Kennedy's third novel about the felon family. Echo. Stop. Um. Do you want to leave the game? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks for playing. So many of my conversations with these devices ended. Screw you. I don't know. It's just me, maybe? <laughs> we play the animal game with uh, our Echo at home. And that, you know, they guess an animal. That's yeah. fun. I like it that you can add skills. I think yes, that's really great. But you but have, you have, to, have to say it just so, right? right? It's yeah. not very uh, flexible. Yeah. My Echo play will read the Hacker News, too. But you have to say uh, Echo... Launch the skill, the Hacker News. Right. Something like that. Well, we can, you know, you can listen to... Um, uh, us, right? But you have to say it just so, right? People often say, "Well, how do I listen?" So you'd say, "Echo, listen to Twit Live on TuneIn Radio." 
that's the key is tune in radio because that's the radio station. <laughs> I don't have to say that on mine. Echo, listen to Twit Live. <laughs> Twit Live on TuneIn. Okay. Yeah, my Echo will oh, be no. the Hacker News too, but you have to say. Oh, now we're going to have Inception. Uh, it's going to be really weird. <laughs> Echo, stop. Uh, but you can't get, like, hey Siri, play Twit. Hey Siri. Play my podcast this week in tech. Will it do that? No. You'll need to unlock your iPad first. Something's playing. It did. That's nice. Okay. Yeah. This it, is but I have to be a subscribe. Where's, where's it coming from? Where's it coming from? Okay, so it's something in your uh, in your uh, playlist. I have to subscribe. I have to okay. subscribe to it. Wow, that was. This is like. I'm scared. So, but that's a cool, that's a nice feature. I think that's a great feature. Yes. Uh, but I have to us. be a subscriber where you can just yeah. log into TuneIn at any time. Yeah. So, and it plays the one from May 15th. You can't listen to the live. I, I think, okay, let me see. I don't know. Um, let's, okay, Google. Listen to Twit. I don't think it's going to know what that means. <laughs> it's not even responding, so. Uh, I think you, you could say, though, it's similar Again, you, and this is part of the problem when you're going to have multiple devices, you're going to have to learn multiple. Not only do you have to learn the syntax for one device, now you have to learn it for several devices. Mm -hmm. It gets more and more complicated. Uh, we're, I think, a good deal of the way away from the dream, which is, and I always say this, and then I realize that's not exactly the dream, 2001, A Space Odyssey, and HAL 9000. HAL was the computer that ran the spaceship and cured delay, and the, the astronauts would just wander around, and they just talk to it whenever. They say, let's play a game of chess. And it was very natural. It was almost, almost not quite like a personality. Of course, it ended up killing them, but, uh, or trying to. But uh, I think that, that that's because they lied to it. You can't lie to your AI, okay? Mm -hmm. Just if you've learned nothing, learn that. Uh, so, but I think that's our dream, isn't it? Yeah. To just be able to talk to our environment. And ultimately, the next step past that would be her, uh, Scarlett Johansson, responding to me whenever I wish. Mm -hmm. She would be the one that knew I meant, <coughs> I love you, She'd not know. I love him. She'd know. And we know how that happened. <laughs> we know how that turned out. Yeah. So there are certain things that are devices. If you already have an Apple Watch, setting reminders, setting timers. Yeah. I can't do that, Leo. <laughs> I can read your lips. Stop. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry, Dave. You know, you can you can use Hey Siri on your watch. Hey Siri, set a timer for 25 minutes. Those are useful things. But it's already stopped at six minutes. Now, here's another thing I don't like. Okay. <clears throat> and I have the same problem with OK Google. Everything responds. So I can do that to my Android Wear watch, but they haven't figured out a way to say, oh, no, just the Wear watch. Not the, and you had the same problem. Your watch responded, your iPad responded, your phone responded. I have, yes. That's really, that's I not, know. we got to solve that one. That's terrible. But Jessica McDowell, uh, she tweeted me, and she said one thing she really likes about Siri is you can turn off all the alarms. So if you just say, Siri, turn off all the alarms, that's a good trick. Yeah. You can, with uh, Amazon's Echo, you could say, and we've used this a lot, how much time is left. Mm -hmm. You could have multiple alarms, too. So you could say, how much time is left? It'll say, are on your 2-minute, your 10-minute, or your 20-minute alarm? And I'll say, on my 20-minute, and we'll tell you. These things are very useful. I find them very useful. Now, we talked about Hound last time, mm -hmm. and I think in all of this, Unfortunately, the folks who do Hound, it's the SoundHound folks, are really the ones losing out. Because they've made, of all of them, I think, the most 
sophisticated. Now, you can get this on your iPad, your iPhone. It's actually an iPhone app, as you can see on my iPad. Uh, you can also get it on Android. Uh, and Hound is really smart. And this is what gives me some, some encouragement that even a company that doesn't have 10 years of AI experience like Google does, that hasn't, doesn't have $200 billion in the bank like Apple does, can make something that's better than either one. Uh, Hound is amazing if you haven't tried it, but because you have to launch, it's worse. You, have, you can't just press the button. Now you have to launch the app and then press the button. It gets crazy. What, what do we want to know? What should I ask? Hound can do so many, so many things. How about this one? How do I say good morning in Italian? Buongiorno. And you see how fast it is. And by the way, excellent accent. Ask your friends over here. Hey, Echo. <laughs> Echo, how do I say good morning in Italian? I can't pronounce that, but I've written the translation for you. <laughs> and then you have to open your app and oh, read it. Oh, really? Yeah. Hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. <laughs> how do I pronounce good morning in Italian? Checking, Checking on that. that. Here's, here's what, what I, I found on the web. Not how useful. do I pronounce good morning <laughs> in Italian? I have nightmares about have the phrase, look. here's what I found on the web. Yeah, I don't like here's useful. what I found on the web. Yeah. Uh, because you have to use the screen. But yeah. so, yeah, Hound wins that. Hound is, I mean, down. pretty amazing. Let's see, uh, let's say something. Um, how do I say This Week in Tech is my favorite podcast in French? By the way, look how fast. Cette semaine, tech est mon podcast préféré. See how fast that is? Mm -hmm. uh, I don't, now, by the way, the translations are coming from Google. I think ultimately this is what's going to be very interesting with Google's Allo and uh, possibly the Google Hello, which is, or Home, I guess, which is that this was calling on another service, did it very quickly too, on another service. You, you wouldn't expect somebody to write all the smarts needed into one simple program. It should be able to intermediate for you with the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. So if I should say, book me a hotel in Newport Beach for June 22nd through the 26th, it should be able to do that, not Showing by... 10 results with availability near Newport Beach for Wednesday, June 22nd, staying for four nights. That's pretty impressive. Uh, it was also pretty fast, but it's his Yelp, right? So um, I love the idea of these becoming our bots, our agents, representing us to the outside world. And then, of course, what that requires is that the apps that they're calling on uh, are aware and that's why it's ultimately going to come down to Microsoft, Google, and Apple, that you need enough market cloud and market position to get uh, OpenTable and Yelp and everybody else to, to work with you. Now, of course, Yelp has an API, and it may be that it's enough just to work with a, the API. What we did on Twit, for instance, is when we designed the new site, is we created an API for listening to our stuff. If somebody wanted to, with any of these devices, make it possible for them to call up Twitch shows, they could do it in a very intelligent fashion using our API. They got to be motivated to do it. We mm -hmm. have to be big enough. We're not for them to do that. So there is a, there, there, you know, both sides have some work to do. Um, I love the idea, though, and I think ultimately this is what we want, of a personal assistant, ultimately, right, who goes out and does the stuff and then comes back to you with the results. That's how it should be. Right. And, you know, the one-up that uh, Google and Home has is it's supposed to be able to hook into your Chromecast, so you'd be able to control your TV as well. Yeah. Is that So, I mean, we've talked about Apple TV, um, the vo you know, the Siri remote on the new Apple TV, which is good. I mean, we've talked about you can rewind a little bit, like, what did they, what did they just say? Uh, you can say, you know, find some movies for tweens or find a movie with Brad Pitt in it. 
Um, I think we have, I can show, I, I got an email from Philip Shane. He uh, was, he makes documentaries and we've uh, talked about him on the show before. He's, he is a fan. He did the um, Elmo documentary and there he is. Uh, well, that's not him, but those that's are all Paul of his McCartney. documentaries. <laughs> those oh, are okay. all of his documentaries that See, he's done. It looks done. a lot like Elvis and Martin Luther King. Uh, and he said, well, his wife is legally blind, and so she uses Siri on all of her devices because that's just a so much yeah, better see, We didn't option. even mention that, but right. boy, is that great, right? Yeah, and so he says on the TV he just uses it all the time. They both use it. Uh, so. This is an example of where these things do best. It's in a constrained environment. Mm -hmm. Siri on the TV makes a lot of sense. It's smarter than Siri in general because it, it knows. I'm in the domain of TV, finding shows, mm -hmm. rewinding, fast-forwarding, uh, passwords. I use it for entering passwords now, and it really does a great job. Mm -hmm. But those are very limited. You know, you don't this, the Siri on the TV doesn't have to know who the President of the United States is. It doesn't have to respond to that. Mm -hmm. So in every case, and this was true also of speech-to-text algorithms like the Dragon, naturally speaking, I was talking about, those are used most widely in specialized environments. For instance, uh, uh, doctors use it to dictate uh, radiologists will be looking at a, uh, a, uh, a, 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 a x-ray. They can't use their hands. They're not, they don't want to type. They want to look at it and talk. And, of course, the dictation software for that knows every radiological word, knows exactly, because it's a constrained domain, can do a very, very good job. Those are where these are going to ex excel at first. Is, mm -hmm. And that's why Hound is really good, because it doesn't. it's not a general-purpose search tool. It's kind of more specific to a, a few domains. Um, it's hard to do what Google and Microsoft and Apple are trying to do, which is be a complete general purpose assistant, but that is what we want ultimately. I wouldn't, you, I mean, you, you shouldn't have to say, um, press the TV remote. You should be able to say to your house, what's on TV tonight? Mm -hmm. And oh, don't forget to TiVo uh, Game of Thrones, and it would do that. And right. that, that's the ultimate, but we're, I think we're a few years away from that. You know what I would really like my assistant to do? Read a commercial? Water my lawn. Oh, my God. You know, this is actually awesome. We're installing this at the Laporte Mansion. Uh, but you don't have to have a mansion to install this. If you, <laughs> if you have a lawn, you can use it. Or if you're doing irrigation of any kind. In California, this is really important. These, these are my new uh, Ratio sprinklers. So R-A-C-H-I-O. This is a smart sprinkler. System, So it's the controller that you already have if you have different zones and irrigation and stuff that turns it on, you know, 4 in the, in the morning until 6 in the morning. You turn on the sprinkler, whatever. Um, I've, I've had those my whole life. And usually you have to program them. And, they're, you know, if it starts raining, you have to go outside and turn it off. And that's kind of a pain. This ties to your smartphone, your Android or your iOS device. Uh, supports up to 16 zones. So you can have a pretty big area. It actually is plug compatible with whatever you've got already. I was, you know, I went in, went to my box outside. I opened it up. There's all the wires. It's a very simple install. All you do is you, you disconnect your old box. You trim the wires back through the, this is kind of like the, uh, I'm getting good at this. Like the, the ring doorbell is the same thing. You put the wires. Can you see that? I don't know if you can. Yeah. You put the wires through there and you, and it's all, they're all numbered. These are the zones. These are the sensors. Couldn't be easier. And you even have the manual controls that you have on your existing uh, sprinkler control. But the beauty is when you tie it into your Wi-Fi, and now if it starts raining right now, I can turn off my sprinkler from here just by launching the app on my smartphone. And here's the best part about this. Many areas, because it saves so much water, they will give you a rebate. Your local water company will give you a rebate that may even make this cover the cost of this device. I was talking to somebody in the chat room who lives in Glendale,
And his ratio cost him 33 bucks after Glendale's, this, the city of Glendale's rebate. You save massive amounts of water. So in areas where water is precious, and guess what? Water is precious everywhere, everywhere. This water sense technology is fantastic. If you go to the Ratio page, you'll see how many gallons of water they've saved. The last time I checked, it was like, I, it was a huge number. 748,368,108 gallons of water saved by the smart sprinkler controller. This is awesome. It'll also connect with your Nest, with your Alexa. You can actually say, uh, Echo, turn off the sprinkler. Turn off the sprinkler in zone one. Turn on the sprinkler on the ice plants. You can do that. Uh, it works with Nexia, Control 4, iControl, lots more. LED lights will tell you exactly what's happening. So you don't have to go look. Is it watering now? Is it wet yet? It's EPA Water Sense certified. That's, that's the industry's highest standard. Because So you will save water. And this is so important now. Up to 50% on your outdoor watering bill. And you'll save so much water nationwide. Check with your local provider because... They will actually give you rebates, in some cases up to 100% of the controller. I want you to go to rachio.com slash twit to learn more about the Ratio Smart Sprinkler Controller. And you can find out right there if you're eligible for a rebate from your local water company. rachio.com slash twit. I'm on a mission now. I want everybody to use this. You know, I mean, uh, here in California, it's like vital. But... Water is a precious resource. We don't want to waste its water in the sidewalk or watering during a rainstorm. It saves you money, and it saves the world. So this is a good thing. Ratio.com slash twit. Really happy to have them as a sponsor. So uh, speaking of plants, uh, Apple opened a new store. And I know you, talk, you were going to talk about it on Twit, so I, you know, I turned on Twit to listen to what you said about it. And you had your shirt off, and I need to know why you took your shirt off. <laughs> Do you have the clip? Um, I, <laughs> so, okay, I, this is, look, it's, it's beautiful really store. The store has 24-foot glass doors that can be pulled back in nice weather. But we also have the clip, I think. And there's too. a grove inside. So instead of the Genius Bar, you go up to the Genius Grove. And they're really trying to encourage people not to buy things, but just hang out. You know, uh, I, w- I don't know if they serve coffee. If they did, I would be glad to hang out there. I, on the other hand, I've, I have this allergic reaction. Oh, yeah, here we are. We decided to turn the Twit Studios uh, into the Grove, the mm-hmm. Twit Grove. And, and we there you are wearing Don't you shirts. feel better with all that greenery around you? And <laughs> <laughs> So uh, that's so it's enough about an hour that. 19, uh, Brian, where the shirt No, that's, that, that's, that's quite an... That's, okay. <laughs> all right, well, I tell you what happened. I felt so relaxed. <laughs> With the the birds and the bees and mm-hmm. the trees and the it just it, I felt so relaxed, <laughs> I just had to strip down. And uh, thank you very much. I mean, if you're going to take your shirt off, we might as well show it on all the shows, right? <laughs> so what? That's is that an what interesting you're do? philosophy. Is, <laughs> so is I that, actually. I mean, you can keep your shirt on in this show. We, we had we some fun. Yeah. Okay. I, okay. We had some fun. <laughs> okay. with, but I actually, I kind of, I had a negative reaction to this. Believe it or not. To the Grove. You don't like the Grove store. I feel like Apple's, Apple's kind of lost what, what it's doing. It's making computers, making technology. And I think that they've really gotten to the point now where it's more about style and fashion than it is about technology. And I, 
I, maybe it's just me because I'm I'm a geek, but I feel like they're they're kind of uh, it's gotten too frou frou for me. So it's become like, like um, you know, I, in fact, I can't think of a retail institution that's quite so uh, frou frou, <laughs> so little about technology and so much about style and and sub, style over substance. It bothers me a little bit, but I, I admit it's just me. I'm just a, a weirdo. I mean, I'm sure it's a wonderful place. I haven't visited it yet, and I certainly will. And they've always made their stores destinations, and they've always been beautiful. A store doesn't have to be ugly and utilitarian. It can be beautiful. Do you like shopping in the store, or do you prefer shopping online? Oh, I never buy anything in the store. I just buy it online. Yeah. Doesn't everybody? Uh, I occasionally have gone into the store. Um, I, I like the store. I like being with people. Uh, and I know you talked about this a little bit on Twitter. Um, sometimes when I'm in the mall, and uh, I'll just drop my children off there for a while while I do other <laughs> shopping, which they're fine with. The well, kids and the that's the other Apple thing. That you really get the strong impression Apple's not trying to sell anything. They no. just they just want you to hang out yeah. there, and that is a little cultish to me. Now it's become the Apple cult. It's like just be with us, right. you know. And just, uh, yeah. pretty soon they'll have a uniform they want you to wear and mm -hmm. little pins. Oh wait a minute, that's mm -hmm. uh, the watch that you wear just <laughs> to identify yourself as one of us. Yes. And, you know, I, I can you imagine? I wouldn't be surprised. You can just walk in, but your watch has to. Say hello before right. you can come in. If you're wearing, oh, you're wearing a Fitbit. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> you you must go to the Fitbit store. They all they do is sell Fitbits. Um, I don't know. I you know it doesn't seem so bad. It's pretty. Okay. Well, you had a strong opinion about it. I that's I do. I I don't know why, but it's it it sets me off the wrong way. It feels like it's more about art and architecture, and I love art and architecture. That's fine. But that's not what I expect from Apple. I expect Apple to be about technology and computers and making better stuff. Maybe if they, maybe if iTunes worked better, I wouldn't be spend a little of that money on iTunes. Okay. Okay. Well, we have an iTunes story. Also, I wanted to, before that, uh, what about Apple and AI? Uh, Marco Arment wrote a piece on his blog today about uh, how... I agreed with this. This, ac this actually came out a couple of days ago. We t also talked about this on Twitter. He said they're the next BlackBerry. Yeah. So my question... So he says they're the next BlackBerry because... Could be. Yeah, he's... Uh, he's very clear. He yes. says if Google's vision for machine learning, which we were just talking about, comes true, Apple can't play catch-up. They'll be like BlackBerry. They'll be blindsided. App BlackBerry, of course, blindsided by the iPhone. Mm -hmm. Apple has could potentially be blindsided by Google's incredible advances over 10 years. If if but the thing is they're they're not so different at this point, right? Mm -hmm. They're neck and neck. And that's the real question. And and Marco's I think mostly saying Google could win this race. Right. But when your horses are neck and neck, yeah, Apple could win this race too. Mm -hmm. It's open at at this point. But the first one to come up with this kind of natural language, this inner this this the assistant Intermediates, disintermediates the world for you, and take care, take does everything for you. Soon, the first person to do that, and admittedly, Google seems closer down the road than. Do you agree with him? Uh, I think he had some good points. I think uh, specifically, he said, you know, Apple or like Apple uh, fans like myself, there would we always say is like, well, privacy. They don't, they wouldn't do this because of privacy. But Marco's argument was that you could still do a lot and still keep pe people's information. Private. You can't do as much. I disagreed a little bit with Marco on that. By the way, the reason this is an important article is Marco Arment, uh, who was the first early programmer at Tumblr, wrote Instapaper, writes Overcast, everybody's favorite podcast mm -hmm. app for iOS, is an Apple fan. I mean, he is a dedicated l lover of Apple technology. In fact, so am I. 
But when an Apple fan, if, if John C. Dvorak had said this, nobody would pay any attention mm -hmm. at all. But because he's an Apple fan, right. there, this is another crack when you see people like John Gruber and Jim Dalrymple and now uh, Marco Arment saying maybe Apple's not on the right path. That's a crack in the armor, and I think that's why it gets paid attention to. And I actually would defend Apple here and say they haven't lost yet. But I do think Apple might be painting itself into a corner with the privacy argument. I think it's good for them. It differentiates them from Google, Facebook, Microsoft. We love you. We sell you products. We make money on products. We don't need to make money on you. And we protect your privacy. We don't collect information on you. But that is a disadvantage. For instance, I'll give you an example. Apple Maps can never do what Waze does. Waze is a Google product because Waze pays attention to where you're going, what you're driving. It asks you, are there hazards? It knows how fast you're able to go on a street and for that reason knows if there's congestion on a street. Apple Maps, in order to do that, is going to have to spy on you. And Apple doesn't want to do that. So Google has an innate advantage in their willingness to gather your information. Mm -hmm. And if you, want to get, if you want that information, I'll give you another example, Google Now. When you get to the airport, Google knows, because it's reading your email, that you bought an airplane ticket for this day. It knows where you are because of the GPS in your phone. It puts two and two together and says, I see you're at the airport, here's your ticket. Right, and meanwhile, I'm fumbling to find my wallet and my, you know, boarding pass that's you know all what? because it doesn't know we have a choice right so I, that's the point apple i think should continue down the privacy road because that gives people a choice yes and i think that uh, also extends to the way they present themselves as companies like the way they right. their marketing teams do um apple is roundly criticized for like we never know what they're doing they're such a secretive company uh so we don't really know what kind of ai investments they have right like they have they could easily. have a lot that we don't know easily and whereas google oh they lay it all out there you know and which is so interesting and often the criticism after Google I.O. was the same thing last year. Oh, like, we knew all this already. Or, yeah, deal. or just yeah. like you've been talking about those smart right. pants forever. Or right. you've been talking about this forever. When are we going to see it? They have smart pants. <laughs> they do. The, the they Project do. Jacquard. Yeah, they but do. But like that's the, the people criticize like, oh, everyone at Google says this is early days. This is early days. Because they're telling us it is early days. They're saying like, here's yeah. what we've got in the works. And then they get criticized the same way Apple. Apple gets criticized for like, you're so secretive. And Google gets criticized like, when are we going to actually see that product? And right. they're going to say five years from now it's unfair, because we told you. It's unfair in both cases. Yeah, in yeah. the very beginning. Yeah. It's almost like we are demand for this information is part of the problem. I think a good company, uh, and it's hard to do, I know, uh, is a, it should be able to filter out those demands. You need to listen to your customers, but you need to listen to them in a, in a proper way and not listen to the peasants at the gate with the pitchforks and the torches us. us you need to listen to people who are your users who are telling you in other ways what they want and you just have to i think both google and apple are probably listening very hard to their customers and paying attention to what they're saying and it's not whether we as the tech press say well i want to know they, you know they don't they, i think neither company cares much about what the tech press says and that's to, to, to their credit uh i dispositionally i'm kind of inclined into the Google way of doing things. As you know, I, I, I like to be open. I like open source stuff. I like non-proprietary stuff. Apple's the exact opposite. Uh, they used to be, you know, it's interesting because they shifted a little bit. When they were the underdog, they were very much about open standards and we're going to work with everybody else. And the uh, OS X is based on Unix, based on BSD Unix. And they the Darwin Project gives back. It's an open source project. But as they've become more market dominant, and this happens to any company. 
they become more closed and uh, more tend towards secrecy. And um, Steve Jobs was just always very secretive. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of the culture now at Apple. Uh, but you understand the benefit to them because yeah. when they announce something, it's like, wow. Right. When Google announces something, it's like, yeah, well, okay, I guess you're still working on that, huh? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but I think it's exactly what you said. It's like we have the choice, and that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I'm, I am dispositionally in favor of Google, but I'm glad that Apple is around. And, you know, I still use Apple computers uh, nonstop. I think the iPhone is a great phone. I love the iPad. Um, I think OS X is a miracle of an operating system. Uh, I, th there's a lot to love about uh, Apple, but just from my own disposition, I kind of prefer the rough and tumble, and there's definite negatives, to open and let let people do whatever they want and we'll see what happens and that's always you know not all users want that or or should have that mm -hmm. you know a lot of people just want it to work if you, i'm not in the i just want it to work camp <laughs> i don't mind if it breaks so you brought up itunes before um that i, I want to work <laughs> i love this piece so we this is a follow-up to the story we talked about about the guy from vellum yeah who, james pinkstone his uh he got a visit yeah Love this. this is why, by the men. way, I, I wouldn't complain too hard about Apple because I'm afraid two people would come to my house. <laughs> it's a great piece to read. I mean, it's, you know, it's tongue in cheek, but these, you know, these engineers actually came to his house and wanted him to recreate what happened. Uh, and that was genuine. I don't think they were strong arming him no, or no. there was any intent to threaten. It was really about, no, if you can show us this, we really need to find this bug. Yeah. And I had originally said, you know, he says he talked to someone named Amber, Amber. Uh, but they we looked at the logs. Him. They, they said they he did. The logs, and she That's actually she said, said exactly yep. what he said. She said that they, they said she it. was wrong, but uh, they... You know, I am so proud of Apple because w I think we in the tech press wanted to blame the user. Mm -hmm. A lot of Apple fans anyway said oh pinkstone screwed it up and to apple's great credit and i said this at the time did. don't blame the user let's see if there's something wrong and to mm -hmm. apple's great credit um th they could have easily said oh you know what the people are having problems they're nitwits problem exists between computer and what, what is it chair and computer chair and keyboard <laughs> pebcac and they didn't and in fact these engineers he pinkstone even says this we're you know we we, we, we you know we really want to see how it happened because we you know we we believe you they said, we believe you. I mm -hmm. think that's what uh, good companies should do yeah. when people complain. Especially when they get that much press, right? I mean, if, if I just said it, would they? <laughs> I believe you, James. I believe you. Problem exists between key keyboard and chair. Pebcac. That's Peb okay, who's, let me see, keyboards Peb here, chairs. Uh, oh, me? All right, error 56. That was the error that some people's um, iPad Pro 9.7 was being bricked. Error maybe. 56. Uh, but wow. Did they ever say... Now, Apple pulled back the update. They pulled back the update. But, Did I mean, they ever if you say already, why it happened? Because it didn't happen to everybody. They commented on it, but they didn't... I don't think they said why. Uh, they're looking at reports. They pulled it back. They're unable to... Re people unable to restore their device through iTunes. They should contact Apple support. But they did acknowledge some people they, had yeah. bricked iPads. Mm -hmm. You know, this is the problem. Uh, I mean, even though the good news about Apple products is they're heterogene or, uh, homogeneous. So it's tough with PCs because there's a million configurations. But Apple, and same thing with Android, frankly. But Apple, you know, they make the only hardware. So they know exactly what the hardware is. Mm -hmm. So they should be more reliable in their updates. But what you don't know is all the different apps. And so it's probably some combination of apps or some way somebody uses it that's different from most people that's causing this brick. But, good news, they're going to fix it right now. Do we have to re-update or? 
because we're now going to not be question. in sync with that's it. A, that's a, I'm sorry. All my timers are going off. You <laughs> <laughs> set a bunch of timers yeah. for 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, the, I don't know if we need to do that. I, I mean... To I get guess another update? I guess Probably we'll get the ne- well, the we'll next have to. Update. We'll do the next update, but it's not taking. At some away point, they update. have to reconcile the computers that took the update immediately, and the mm-hmm. computers that are taking the update Probably later. The We're going to have update. different code, mm-hmm. so there's going to be some something that yeah. goes on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we talked about our smart home. We talked about our smart sprinklers. We should talk about our smart car. Oh, really? Yeah, we should. Do I have a smart? Oh, I do. I well, smart. You don't have a I smart car. My you car. can. I smartened my car. car. I'm going to smarten your car. (laughs) I've already smartened my car. This is it. Your car has a thing. I think a lot of people don't ever see this. The OBD, onboard diagnostic port. It's right under your steering wheel on the driver's side. And you'll see it because it's like an open connector. It's just sitting there. There's no, I, at least no, no car I've ever used has a hatch. Did yours have a port or a hatch on it? No, it's open. Mm-hmm. And I think what you assume is, oh, well, this is for the shop because they're going to plug in their computer. And that's exactly right, except it's open. And that means you could get a device, put it on there, and know what's going on inside your car. This is the automatic, and it is awesome. Automatic uh, created this to be easy to use. Originally, it was for iOS only. They now have an Android app. But they, they really wanted to make something that was as beautiful as Apple's products. And they have. It's easy to use. You plug it in. It pairs to your phone. It works on nearly every car made after 1996. And suddenly, you're getting so much like information, like real-time performance data. Um, it'll uh, signal you with an audio alert when you step on the gas a little too hard. Because one of the things this can be used for is, of course, improving gas mileage. It'll let you know when you brake too hard. It'll let you know if you've exceeded the speed limit. Uh, <laughs> it's really amazing. The dashboard web app gives you all sorts of information. You'll never wonder what that light on your dashboard, you know, the alert light is. The commute analyzer determines when you should leave for your destination and how you can save money by making your commute more efficient. You can keep track of your teenager's driving. Automatic, yes. They've even got, they, it, there's even apps that interface with the automatic to make teens better drivers. It's so, so cool they've even got a 24 7 crash response feature so you can feel secure knowing automatic is keeping your loved ones safe on the road at all times now if you keep track of business mileage it'll do that for you too with uh, concur and expensify it works with the apple watch it works with the pebble watch there's no monthly fees i i, I have to emphasize that because i think a lot of people would say oh i'd pay 10 bucks a month for that nope it's there's no subscription and automatic respects your privacy. They will never sell your data. Now, normally ninety nine ninety five, but we've got a special deal. Just use the offer code TWIT. You're going to save 20% at checkout. That's really a good deal. I love this. Automatic. It, you know, it's part of the quantified self. Now you've got a quantified car. Automatic.com slash TWIT. Get the automatic today. This is the second generation, too. They've gotten better and better. Really good stuff. Automatic.com slash twit. Use the offer code twit to save 20% at checkout. So I got a lot of emails this week. The first one came from Paul. He says that uh, he's still using the 2011 iPhone 4S. It only has 16 gigabytes. He says, I had 290 megabytes of free space when I updated from iOS 9.3.1 to iOS 9.3.2 today. He said, then I checked my settings, and to my surprise, my free space increased 1.4 gigabytes. Yeah. 
So a lot of that was temp files and cache files. So Apple, you know, this was a problem uh, a few iOSs ago where people who had bought 8 gigabyte iPhones didn't have enough space to do the upgrade. They couldn't do the upgrade. If you had an iPhone 4 with 8 gigabytes, you couldn't do the upgrade. So Apple, you know, they scratched their heads and they came up with a great solution. They now only do the changes. They, you don't have to download the whole operating system. And they do it bit by bit. They do it smart. And one of the things they do, of course, is they free up space. So that's an interesting point is another way to free up space, temp files, you know, those other files you see sometimes, is to install the update. And it will, if you're short on space, it'll clear out some space for you. Yeah, not at all unexpected and really amazing that it was able to upgrade. That's a, that's a fairly hefty upgrade in just a couple of hundred megabytes of space right on. Yeah, and if you're thinking, you don't always have to get a new phone, right? Yeah, and, I, you know, Apple's pretty good about not allowing you to upgrade iOS if it's going to be a worse experience on your hardware. Mm -hmm. Of course, you, you, you want to use more recent hardware. They're, you know, this is going to probably slow down, but there have been massive leaps since the 4S, mm -hmm. right? I mean, they're, they're, these phones are so much faster. They do so much more like the new 3D Touch. And, I mean, I, I, I think the cameras are so much better. The screens are bigger. Now, sometimes people don't like a bigger screen, but then there's the iPhone SE, which has all the benefits of a new iPhone with a smaller screen. I think, you know, 4S or earlier, you might want to start thinking about a new mm -hmm. iPhone. I know it's expensive, but boy, it's a big improvement. You bring up 3D Touch. There are a few new 3D touches. Oh, are they? Uh, oh, on the, I don't think we've talked about this one. Settings 3D Touch. You oh, can show. You can nice. go straight to your battery uh, if you want to pair something to Bluetooth or go into low power mode quickly. Oh, it will warn you if you need to go into low power mode. But that and Twitter has a new 3D Touch too, uh, where you can immediately tweet or search. Good. That's pretty new. Search or a new tweet or a new message. I'm glad to see that. Do it's, you use your? Do you, it's another one like to. Siri. I know, where you got to train yourself. You got to train yourself. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't use it regularly. Okay, so we talked about three third party keyboards last week. Third party keyboards, the G board, which I'm still using and still enjoying. That's the Google keyboard. Right. So we got. By the way, now I understand that just to to. to we were saying, why do they do this on iOS but not on Android? Well, because Android's going to have Allo, and actually iOS is going to get Allo right. and Duo too. But that's a lot of the features that are in the keyboard on Apple are going to be in Allo. On, yeah, on like Android. searching yeah. GIFs, yeah. searching GIFs. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. But I got a lot of email from people recommending other third-party keyboards. Uh, Mitchell from Winston-Salem, North Carolina, uh, he, well, this is not a recommendation. This was a complaint. He says he doesn't use any third-party keyboards because you can't use dictation. So it's another back to our discussion yeah. of speech. Yeah, Google didn't put a, a dictation mm -hmm. thing in. And Why? Because they don't have Apple access. Apple doesn't let them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is, uh, yeah, so, I mean, that was the same thing my dad said. He's like, I'm not going to use any of those. I use dictation but, all the time. Well, see, this I don't understand because you have dictation. You just press the Siri button, right? Uh, to send an email, like as you're, as like you're, you're in an email, but yeah, but you just see. I feel like you always have a dictation button. It's just the physical. If you're typing home something, on so if I'm in an email and I got the keyboard open, I I just I I this to me doesn't make a lot. I don't understand the complaint because I've got this open, right? And don't I just now I'm going to dictate some? Oh, maybe I don't. How do I do that? Oh, I can't. Maybe I can't. Oh, guess you're right. No, you can't. Dictate. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, you could uh, you could say send an email. You could. you could say, "Hey Siri, send You'd me have an email to do it that, that says way. this." But then, if you're typing and then you want to start dictating, I'm so spoiled because then, I, yeah, on Android, you you just press the 
microphone and it, the keyboard goes away and a microphone interface comes up and you mm -hmm. start talking. Yeah. And that's, by the way, the number one thing I do with Siri or Google is dictate. Mm -hmm. I, I, don't, I don't like typing on phones, so it's much easier for me. I dictate all, almost all my texts are dictated. Interesting. Oh, that so you can't do lot. that. Oh, well, I guess I'll have to go back to the Apple keyboard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I thought you could. <laughs> Whoops. Siri did apologize. So. She did, yeah. yeah. She is very, she's nothing if not polite. Fair. Well, <laughs> she is swear nothing. at her. She's nothing. Right? <laughs> no, I'm just she's kidding, just Siri. You're not nothing. She's just bits. <laughs> Bit, uh, she's bits, bits, is what you said. Okay. <laughs> uh, Baron from Hawaii writes, Word Flow by Microsoft is a great keyboard. If you have an iPhone uh, 6S Plus, because it has fan mode, I think we talked about that, where it does on the side of the keyboard. Yeah, the one-handed operation. Uh, yeah. and but Google also, has that too, right? It says it has one-handed operation. I, don't, I didn't you, try it. I mean, it. you can use one hand. Oh. But, <laughs> sure. So it doesn't go over to the corner like the uh, like WordFlow does. Yeah, it? no, oh, where you could okay. just use, yeah. I mean, you can, it depends on how long your thumbs are, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but As I said, I hate typing on those little keyboards. I know, so. and WordFlow yeah. doesn't work in, uh, in the iPad. And also, I think, doesn't have the dictation, which is unfortunate. Um, he also recommended Nintype. Have you ever heard, used Nintype? No. It's a super... Nine-inch nails type? <laughs> I don't know what the NIN stands for. It does look like the nine-inch nails yeah. uh, logo, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, five bucks. Is it five dollars? Yeah. Uh, it, it looks like it's similar to the swiping. I don't know what it offers differently. Google it's very allows colorful. swiping. You so. can resize the keyboard. It does a split keyboard. That's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. And they say it's easier to learn because you can see what letters it's choosing as it's choosing them. That's one thing I don't like about the swipe style keyboards is you think you're typing a word and then it gives you a completely different word and it's because you were kind of missing. So this would this kind of trains you by highlighting the key as you swipe that it's going to use. That can be kind of good. I have to say, because all third-party keyboards are second-class citizens, on iOS, it is a little bit frustrating. I'm still getting, even though I disabled the Apple keyboard, the pop-up whenever I've typed passwords, I'm getting the Apple keyboard. Uh, and I am sometimes just getting no keyboard. Like, just yeah, that try happens to type still. And then not, and yeah. nothing comes up. That was so. a bug early on. That's yeah, still going on. Yeah, it has happened a couple times to me. It's super frustrating. Yeah, I ended up going back to the Apple keyboard, even though I love keyboards yeah. so much. I still use both, but I did, yeah, I put yeah. the Apple keyboard back, and it's buggy. It's unfortunate. Without it, it's buggy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, with, yes, exactly. Uh, ben from Southern California uh, says he likes a keyboard called Minum. That is two Minum. Uh, M-I-N-U-U-M. Uh, it doesn't, you have to touch the general area of the key, and you can, it has great swipe features. I find they're faster, and it, but it's, it makes it really small if you want. So he says he just typed this message on the Minum. Nice. So, minim. Um, and Kevin Berg says Phraseboard and Keeble. Or two other keyboards that we didn't. Um, there are a lot. We, we, you know what happened is the day before we did that, the Google keyboard came out, and we, it was so good and did so much of what we wanted that we said, "Oh well, this is the one." Right. Well, so here's an interesting keyboard cost twenty dollars. Uh, Whoa! It's not for the general user, but it's made for people with mobility impairments. Ah, it's okay. fully customizable with different keyboard layouts, basically unlimited color options. It offers features like dwell and release, which virtually eliminates mistyped keys due to uncontrolled movements. Right. Those, those very specific. It's such. Keys. A, it's. I feel it's so sad. I guess I understand why, that accessibility programs, are so expensive. Even though the target audience is often on disability, doesn't have a lot of money, and then they're expected to pay twenty bucks for a keyboard, it's 
Why do you understand? Is it because of the, the small market? market? Yeah, it is sad. So, uh, uh, you know, this has always been the case. Uh, what is interesting to me is that there is a growing open source movement for accessibility mm-hmm. programs like screen readers, like Orca mm-hmm. instead of JAWS. Um, and I, I'm glad to see that. Those are free. Right. Uh, and it's basically people volunteering. But I don't expect developers to give away their work. I understand. And mm-hmm. you have a, a smaller market. You need to charge more. But it's thrilling for me to see people volunteer and create open source solutions that are, in many cases, very good. There was a really interesting article in Fast Company that I read this morning um, about, it was with a Google designer talking about how accessibility research helps machine learning. Absolutely. Uh, because, you know, yeah. you're teaching robots, like, with limits right. the same right. as, you know, accessibility right. limits. So I think that's, that might mean that we'll see cheaper yeah. apps for yeah. accessibility. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for everyone who writing in and uh, giving your suggestions of what you use. I'm Megan at twit.tv or Megan Maroney on Twitter. You can tweet at me your suggestions. And thank you for everyone that, uh, that emailed me or tweeted me about how they use Siri. That was incredibly yeah. helpful. Yeah, very interesting, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Now I'm going to go read some magazines. I think I could save you some time and money. <laughs> Thanks. And clutter. Wouldn't it be cool? I'm just, I'm blue skying here. Okay, let's blue sky. Let's blue sky. If there were something like Netflix, but for magazines, like you'd pay one flat rate, and then you'd get all the magazines that you'd want on your iPad, your iPhone, your Android device, just everything you'd want to read. You just carry one device on the plane, but all the magazines are there, and you pay this, like, one low monthly... I just invented texture, unfortunately. <laughs> it's already been invented. It's already been invented. Actually, that's fortunate for you. Not so good for me and my million-dollar idea, but it's great for you. This is all the best magazines, right? This is the magazines you want to read, including The New Yorker, National Geographic, People, Us, Rolling Stone, Vanity Fair, Esquire, Men's Health, Time Magazine, Wired Magazine, Popular Mechanics, Popular Electronics, all the magazines, Sports Illustrated, all the magazines. And the nice thing is you don't have to go to the store and buy an issue because you want to read that cover story. You don't have to subscribe. You save a lot of money. And you get all the magazines you want. It's every page that's on the newsstand edition and back issues, too. So you get the current magazines. You get the old magazines. You get special features. You know, I love photography. I love, I read national, there's several great photography magazines, but I read National Geographic for the pictures. And what's nice is you get bonus stuff like videos that you don't get in National Geographic. So you get every image. I think they look better on the iPad, and you can kind of zoom in and see them in a little more detail. I just love this. Smithsonian Magazine, one of my favorites. So again, I'm not going to read it cover to cover. Most of these magazines, I read one or two articles. And, and so it's such a waste to buy it. This is so much better. Texture.com. You can also learn about new stuff because they've got top stories, new and noteworthy sections. Their editors curate entire kind of libraries around different topics so it's going to expose you to new magazines new ideas there's bloomberg business week there's consumer reports there's bon appetit great cooking magazines i do a lot of recipes for magazines this is fabulous and you have your ipad right there in the kitchen with you and you get these beautiful images ah oh, i love it all the best magazines one low flat rate it's texture now here's the deal go to texture.com slash ios and you can do it for free Texture.com slash iOS, and you get a premium subscription for nothing. This will give you an idea of not only of all the magazines, but of the real value. And if you're about to go on a trip for vacation or something, 
get textured and <laughs> go on vacation because I'm telling you. Oh, and you can share it with your family. So Lisa has our subscription, and she and I can use it too, which is really nice. Texture.com slash iOS. The world's best magazines on your iPad or iPhone or Android devices. So time for hats. This is the time in the show where we wear funny hats. I'm ready to go. Hats. I'm ready to go. I'm going to go down uh, to Cupertino and help out with. Uh, I think Apple needs some help. Yeah. With the construction of the new campus, I see you are too. You're wearing your I, hard hat. I am too. Yeah. 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 This is a good look for me. I think. Yeah, I think I'm the gonna, visor. Yeah. There yeah, you go. Lift the visor yeah. up a little bit. Well, actually, this you look is, good. You're hot as a night. No, thank You're a hot you. Night. That's very sweet of you. Yes. Uh, so this is the time where we wear caps and we talk about our favorite apps. Uh, and mine, I learned from Jason Snell from Six Colors, who's going to be co-hosting this show with me. When I'm on vacation. When, uh, yes. Yeah. Or, next month. Know, yes, next yeah. month. Or if... Or if I get sick. Or if something happens or injured, to you. Or injured. I can't serve. <laughs> He's the first runner-up. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I found this. It's called Grey Out. Um, it's by Nevin Mergen. Uh, it is $3, and it's a puzzle game. Ooh. But he, they also made Blackout. I don't know if you, I, I did not, I I've never heard blackout. of Blackout. No. So let's find this. I had to start, I had to play through a little bit. Um, and well, let's find it. Gray Out. Okay, it's a puzzle game. And I get, oh, you can't really see so well there. Yeah, it's kind let's of a see. weird color. Uh, oh, there we it go. Turned down. There well, open, we go. Open. Okay. Look <laughs> unable. Somebody spinning frightened teal inside ceiling. Yes, everything. Memory sudden. Okay. So hello, Elaine. That's what that says. Can you hear me? And I have to choose one of these words that will work as a response. Oh, unable. You want to try that? Yeah. No. That's not right. No. Can you hear her? Spinning. No. Frightened. Yes. Uh oh. Can you get rid of other words? I guess you can't. Oh, can you can only do one at okay, a time. Okay, let's say yes. And then here, I can go to next. I think I'm... you should have done enable. Oh, <laughs> there's it's only Dr. one choice. It won't say Dr. next. Dr. Gronick. Dr. Grosnick, you're in the neighborhood hospital. There was an accident. Do you remember how it happened? Accident? Question mark? That's not the right answer. How do you know? Oh, you didn't get a next. Yeah, so I have to say previous, and I can go back to next. Uh, you got to tap it to get and rid of it. And then yeah. I'm going to just say, do I remember how it happened? No, because I don't. And then That's <laughs> correct. So this is like a text adventure. Yes, but it gets harder. It seems that there was a chemical explosion in your neighborhood. Like if you want to play through this, just shut your ears so you don't have spoilers. Okay. Uh, in the southeast wing, it shook you up quite a bit. I'm afraid your body has sustained immense damage. Oh, dear. Not the least of which was a traumatic brain injury, given that short-term memory loss is just one of the symptoms we expect to see. How does your head feel right now? Uh, hurts? It hurts. Oh. Next. Dish oh, forget parrot basket dictionary. So I have aphasia. Uh, yes, that's why. You know what? This is like aphasia. Yes, exactly. You can't you 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 can There's think perfectly well, but you can't get the words out. Right. So it's just saying any word that rhymes will do. Oh, I want to play this. This looks why. like fun. It is. It is. Does hard. it go? Is it pretty deep? Does it go on it, and on and on? It goes on and on and on. Oh, it's very right hard. Now. It's one of those games that makes you think like I'm crazy. I'm giving up. I'm never. And then you start thinking about it, and then you go back to it, and it's awesome. So have you ever heard of aphasia? Um, it's. Uh, a, a language, language 
Disorder. Disorder. Yes. Yay. That's correct. Three dollars. Difficulties in speaking. And I'm buying it right now. Listening, writing. It's. I don't want to play through it anymore. No, no, no. You've given us. That's like the tutorial. Right. This is the. You've given us an idea. It is really fun. Nice. It's really hard. It will drive you insane. Uh, it will. You'll find your. You'll waste your entire day, and then. What fun? Uh, yeah, you. Uh, you, you realize that the tech news podcast that you were supposed to do won't happen. Is that what Sorry, happened Jason on Friday? Because I. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Um, is blackout the same idea? Uh, blackout. I didn't try blackout. I think blackout is like more like redacted to figure out what the redacted words are. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. I didn't play that, but yeah. So yeah, gray out. Totally worth it. Three dollars. A cool little puzzle. Put it on your iPhone, your iPad when you're, you know, you need to be occupied. Highly recommended. Thank you, Jason Snell, for recommending. Now my game is something that actually Neo in our chat room recommended. I was looking for an app cap, and he said, "Oh, you got to try this. It's called Uncharted Fortune Hunter." Now I love the Uncharted games on Sony. They're on PlayStation. They're really great, vivid, kind of first-person adventure shooters. This is not the same at all. So it's related. You'll see the same people and the same titles. But it is a very different game, and you know what? It's you wouldn't want. To, I don't think you'd want to. I've always said I don't like it when they make games that are designed for consoles or PCs, and they just put them on an iPad. I want to see something that's more native to the iPad or iPhone, and this is. In fact, it, you could see it'd be great on the iPhone too because it's in portrait mode, and it's really a point game. Um, I am trying. I have a problem. I can move this guy around. And I will, and then no, that didn't do anything. I need to get to there. I don't know what's going on here. How do you Can get I push down? this? Jump. No, you can't. You oh. can't get off of there. So it's kind of a. This is a puzzle game. You're also eventually trying to do this in the fewest moves. Obviously, I'm not succeeding at that. If you've ever played, there's an old classic computer game called Sokoban, where you are working in a warehouse. Moving around barrels of beer, and you solve the puzzle by pushing the beer around. This is kind of like a 3D Sokoban, and I'm I'm completely at sea. I don't I have no idea what I'm supposed to be doing at this point. In fact, help help me, Neo. <laughs> um, this is like Fallout, like in Fallout Shelter, right? They, where it's not related to the game. I mean, you get the same characters, so you'll recognize the characters, and kind of a little. It feels a little tropical, but it's not at all. Uncharted, so don't get confused. But it, oh man, um, I'm trying to find a key. Oh man, I don't know what to do. Uh, by the way, this is a free game. Unfortunately, help. Uh, it's a in-app purchases game, and you use orbs as the currency. This is level one. Yeah, I'm thwarted. Unleash this mysterious ancient power to revive Nate and transform the world to your benefit. The orbs. Boy, that 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 didn't help me. Let me uh, let me. Capo zone, Cabo zone, Cabo zone says tap the circles. Tap the circles. Okay, I didn't pay attention during the during I, the I tutorial. Earn keys by solving each puzzle within the move limit shown. Use keys to unlock Sully's smuggled loot. Oh, look at that! So I'm trying to get there, right? Aha! Uh -huh. Oops. I should have done that one. So now I gotta go back. I gotta press that button again. Go back here. So really, I, if I had known, yeah. 
When two objects are connected, Nate uses symbols to keep track of their connection in his journal. This is a hard game, right? I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, the treasure fairy dropped by. Where, well, there you go. So, anyway, this is fun. Yeah. It's kind of a puzzle game. You know, in ways, it's similar to what you're doing. It's, um, you, you know, it's kind of you're trying to solve these kind of geometric puzzles, not verbal puzzles. I got some new loot for you, kid. You can open it with one of those keys. Well, I got a key. Let's open the loot. What did I get? Oh, I got five mystical orbs. Now, that's what you're buying, by the way. That's the currency. Uh, I, I'm hoping I can play pretty far in this game without buying more mystical orbs. Do you want me to notify you when you've got more loot? Yeah, sure, mine as well. Oh, no, no, I don't want that kind of notification. So Captain Kid's boa mask. Nice, you got a key. Anytime you get a key, come see me for loot. Ooh, this doesn't look happy. That's going to be a problem, yeah. So, fires a dart from each turret when Nate steps on a tile. So, what you don't want to do is step on a tile that could put you in a position to get shot at. So, like, if I do this... Ah, I was able to do that without getting shot. So you want to stay where you can't get shot. So I guess there. Oh, oh I walked right into that one. Okay. You get the idea? I do. Yeah. It's, it's fun. I like it. It is, uh, it is um, Uncharted Fortune Hunter. And what's nice is this is free. So, you know, I, 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 I'm not crazy about in-app purchases. I wish I would pay five bucks and just play this game without having to buy anything. But on the other hand, it looks like I can get pretty far and have some fun without paying anything. So there you go. We'll see how far we can uh, we can play this without paying for orbs. Uncharted. Well, that's it. Fortune that's all it. I got. That's all I got. Mm -hmm. So it's time to... To knock off the old hats. Knock off the old hats we and do. knock off for yes. the day. Mm -hmm. Play for the week. Pull the whistle and... Mm -hmm. We'll be back next Monday. We do the show. We do. Can you see me? Or you just, I can see you. Yeah, yeah. through the little. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. I can see you. Can you yeah. see me? It looks like you're about <laughs> to play Infinity Blade for reals. I haven't been watching Game of Thrones, but is this? Do I look like I'm on Game of Thrones? Mm, yeah, you do. You know who you look like? Gregor Kil Kilgane, the Mountain. But awesome. you look like a little version, a short, short mountain. This is really more like a hillock. Uh, okay, then. Megan the Hillock. Uh, our show is every Monday. There you go. Oh, okay, yeah. Every Monday. Uh, we do it around about 1.30 p.m. Pacific, 4.30 Eastern, 20.30 UTC. Would you stop by and say hi? We love it having you in the chat room. Yes. Um, and, you know, giving me my app caps so I don't have to do any work. And helping you through. Love that. <laughs> but if you can't, of course, on-demand audio and video of all of our shows on our website, twit.tv slash iOS for this one. Or subscribe in your favorite app. Mm -hmm. And then you can send a tweet to Megan or call and leave a question. Call we love, you we love your it. questions. <laughs> we love you. Yeah, right. We love your uh, video questions. Put one on, uh, make it under 30 seconds. Say your first name and city. State your question. We'll put it on the air. We get to get famous yes. for all the world. Get to, to see, see your face. Yep. Thanks, Megan. Thanks, Leo. Hey, a final uh, note before we uh, go. There won't be a show next week because it's Memorial Day in the United States. We uh, honor our men and women of the uh, armed forces and those who have given made the ultimate sacrifice on Memorial Day. And we have a barbecue. So we will not be here for any Twitch shows on uh, Monday, but we'll be back the following week. So don't be devastated if you don't get an iOS Today next week. There isn't one. See you next time on iOS Today. I'm not throwing this.